Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Do you think it's selfish of a woman to choose to have a baby through a sperm donation? Or be single, I suppose. Because have a listen to this message. It says, hi, Niall. I have something interesting for you to discuss in your show. Do you think it's selfish of a mother to decide to have a baby alone? One of my close friends recently confided to me that she is considering it. She is now 43 years of age and just never met the right man. She has been in a relationship in the past, but they were never serious enough. Uh, she has been single now for about five years and basically told me that she wants to have a child and is going to do it alone. Uh, she has a good job and is... Uh, so is also uh, doing well financially so I know the child will be looked after but there is something about it that I just don't like the child will be born without a father she said she's going to get a sperm donor and I can't help but think that while uh, this will make her happy it may cause problems for the child in the future think about it when the child starts asking questions about who's daddy which it will at some point what do you say you're a sperm donation and don't have a father I think there is something cruel about that. And I honestly believe that having a child through sperm donation is selfish. I understand my friend's desire for a child. And I know she will be a good mother. But I can't shake off the feeling that this is a selfish act. Maybe you might want to talk about it on your show. It is becoming more and more common. Well, it is becoming more common. Uh, We don't have very much regulations in this country around sperm donation. Um, The child won't know who his father is. Uh, Even at 18, if they turn around and say, who's my father? He's a sperm donor. Um, We don't know who he is. Now, I don't want to go into details about sperm donation and the laws around that in Ireland because, as I said, they're pretty non-existent. However, there is a rise in women choosing to have babies to a sperm donor because they are afraid that they won't have children. Now, I can understand a woman wanting to have it and yearning to have a child, that maternal instinct and the biological clock ticking away and all that, uh, and not have met the right person. But what about the child? Is it unfair to have a child to a sperm donor? Or do you think, or even going out and meeting somebody for a one-night stand just so you can get pregnant, or do you think a woman should have the right to have a child once she is financially in a good position to look after it and nobody should judge her body, her choice, all that kind of stuff. There is an argument out there, right? And I, I, I don't want to make this look like I'm having a go at single parents, right? Many single parents out there do an amazingly wonderful job. And their children grow up very rounded individuals, very well educated and good citizens of society. Statistics will clearly point out that's not always the case. That children fare off better when they have two parents in general. So is it right to purposely do it circumstances happen, and that's why I would never judge a single parent. You know, circumstances happen, people meet, have a baby, man pisses off and abandons her, or woman pisses off and abandons the guy. Whichever way around it happens. But single parents exist usually because of circumstances. Marriages break up, separations, all that kind of stuff, somebody dies. Uh, So that's how single parents exist. But there are some single parents who are intentional. And I want to know, do you think that's wrong? Is it selfish to be an intentional single parent at 43 years of age? Do you think that's right? Is there something wrong? Does that irk you a little bit? I want to know what you think. Is there anything selfish about, you know, wanting to use a sperm donor at 43 or being an intentional single parent at 43 years of age? Even if you can't afford a sperm donor, which can be a little bit expensive, going out and meeting a guy in a bar just to get pregnant. You don't really want to have a relationship. Is it selfish? Let me know what you think. 87 Is it selfish at 43 to want to have a baby on your own? Anthony, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Anthony? Hi, Niall. How are things? Uh, Anthony, is it a selfish act? Of course, it's completely selfish. It takes a man and a woman to make a child. 
And isn't there an old saying as well in some cultures, it takes a village to raise a child, never mind a mother and a father. Well, a community, yes, of course, yeah. But that's the way it so, was in the old days, not really so much now. Designedly to go out and do that, I just think it's completely wrong. And I mean, the same people that would be, I know that would be advocating for this, like women going away getting sperm donations and... I think they can even get them from Denmark. It's still legal. You can buy them online. You can buy sperm online. I'm sorry, you know, I know it's daytime radio and everything, but you can buy it online. Yeah, and anonymous, like. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. And there's, we, like, we have little or no legislation in this country. It's non-existent. Yeah. Who's your daddy? He was a test tube. You know, that's what you say to the child, is it when it grows up? I mean, it's completely selfish. Of course it's wrong. And I mean, we're pushing and pushing. Like, mm. and... It's only right, like, the children that were born in mother and baby homes and things like that are, that are trying to trace their parents. But, are you, but are you then, are you by saying that, Anthony, stigmatising single parents, which is something we got away from when we talked about mother and baby homes, that, that there was a stigma attached to being a single parent at the time, and we're moving away from that stigma, do you think there is still a stigma attached to it, in your eyes? Oh, no, I mean, like you said, there's a difference between becoming a single parent Accidentally, yeah. or becoming single parent designedly and going out of your way. I mean, like I said to Helena there earlier on, there was a journalist, I'm not going to mention her name, a lesbian journalist, and she went away and she was boasting to everyone. Oh. You know, who's your father? Oh, a test you, you know, basically. So you think that's unacceptable to, for somebody to go out of their way to be a single parent because they can't find the right person in their life? But then what about, you know, a woman who... You know, maybe she's in her early 40s, late 30s, who just yearns to have a child, who wants to have a child, but has just never met the right person. Go away and get a cat for yourself or a dog. You know, children aren't accessories, like, they're not pets. You don't go in and just pick one, decide to have one just because you want an accessory. And there's lots of people, there's lots of famous people as well, and I noticed that. I think, I mean, there was a story in the paper this morning uh, about a famous, I can't remember the name now, what was it about? Alanis Morissette, she's just had a baby now at 48 or 48 or 49 years of age, whatever it is, right? But there's a difference there. Look, we can't use celebrities as some sort of benchmark for this because they have nannies and money and, you know, the baby will be raised by nannies and creches and all sorts. Anyway, they won't be raised by them probably. Anyway, So they're not really a good benchmark to set this discussion by. No, you know, I mean, Janet Jackson, didn't she? Didn't she have a baby there recently, too? And she's I think she's nearly 50, isn't she? Or over 50, possibly. Well, stay there for a second, Anthony. Uh, Bernie, you're on Classic Kids. Uh, Bernie, Anthony thinks it's selfish. No, hi, and, uh, hi, Anthony. Hi, Niall. I, I, hi. I think that it's okay. I actually think it's acceptable. The lady is, will go out of her way. She's going to be a, a very, you know, has, is stable. Um, she has money. She's going to look after that child. What about the, the children who are born after one night stands and they 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 don't know their fathers that's either? Not, but that's not an ideal situation. We don't. Nobody thinks that's a good idea to have a baby out of a one night stand either. So you know what I mean? No, it's not. I mean, it's not. Nothing is ideal. But in this modern world, it's more acceptable that somebody's willing to want to have a child and is willing to look after it and you know has the right has a job and is able to provide well for that child so, so what happens when little Johnny when little Johnny is 15 or 16 years of age and, and says to his mommy who's my dad well, uh, he I'm was sure a sperm donor 
Well, I mean, there's millions of children who never knew who their fathers are. And, the, you know, there's so many children in the world. I don't know who my father is. So why should we make it worse than in design? But does it make you any less of a person? Does it well, make well, you any less of a person? But, like? Yeah, but it doesn't make me, I don't believe it makes me less of a person. But in saying that, because I had obviously a good uh, adoptive father as I grew up. But it, yes. but it does make me constantly wonder who he was. And is oh. there any, should we not have, have we not got better checkup in place today from today's standards that we can actually find out who the fathers are. You know, if you're using a donating uh, unit or, uh, you know, a hospital part, whatever, surely they have all the records of the donators and who they are. No, they don't. And they no, should have... No, they don't. Isn't there, they don't. Not strict no, they there's not? no legislation, Bernie, in this country around sperm donation. You, you, with respect, Bernie, you could go, well, you personally, but you can go online and buy, you know, a test tube of sperm. It'll be sent to you in a polystyrene box to obviously keep it at a certain temperature. Um, it'll be delivered to your door with whatever tool is necessary to use it. And uh, off you pop, off you go, so you can get pregnant. But if you're going to do this seriously, Niall, as a person, as a normal human being, and you have uh, the, the money and you have you want to do this, surely you'll go to a reputable area. You're not going to buy offline uh, any other... Well, these companies online are sure. reputable. They are reputable. You know, they're, they're just... We just don't have any legislation. I mean, Anthony rightly points out, you know, that situations where people would almost boast about, you know, having a baby without actually having a father in their life. But one of them is down here. Mm. I'm one of the lead doctors in that. Okay, we, do, we don't go into the details of that particular clinic because you said you weren't going to mention there's probably only the one anyway, right? But there are there is a clinic in Cork, I know, that do sperm donations and, and IVF and all that kind of stuff. But there's one, I think there's one in Dublin, actually, by the way, as well. But in saying that, Bernie, I feel sorry for children because I know the situation I'm in, not knowing who my father is. I believe every course, child yeah. has a right to know who their father is. Of course. But if you're going to go into this with your head conscience and you're going to go in and do this for your... You're doing this at a 43-year-old, you're an adult, surely you're going to find out all you can so you can give that child the correct information. You're not going to go in and go, oh, yeah, that sperm there and that green bottle, that'll do me fine. Surely you're going to be... Okay, well, let's say... Well, okay, let's move past that point and let's say we agree... uh, We all agree that sperm donation is okay and she's financially stable and everything else. What about the argument that, you know, every child should have, you know, two role models in their lives? You're not going to leave the child, you're not going to be just the one person in their life. Surely you're going to have your father or your uncle or your brother or, you know, they're going to meet male, you know, they're going to be interactive with males as well as females. I don't see that they're going to just keep it in a a box and take it out. And and Anthony's right, right, Bertie, it's not the same because when we look at statistics, and when I'm quoting these statistics, I'm always conscious of the fact that I don't want to insult single parents because single parents are usually single parents by circumstance, right? It's not their fault. And the majority of single parents do a wonderful job. But statistically, children who come from single parent families or broken homes or whatever it is, don't fare off as well in life. So there's actually evidence there to suggest that a child is better off having two parents. Now, no, that's no, not all, it's not always possible. What? No, I mean, I mean, I, I've come from a family where the two, the parent, my both my parents are there, and I mean, I hopefully I'm well rounded, but I, I know people who are from one parent, and you know, the mother. Absolutely, they, that's and a, they yeah, but that, and Bernie, and I completely agree with you, and they're anecdotal stories. But what yeah, I'm but saying is, statistically, statistically, Bernie, we can't refute the statistics and the evidence that's there that children generally fare off better from having two parents. And in education as well, Niall, you have to remember that, unfortunately, now teaching, primary school teaching in particular, has gone down the road of nursing, and it's nearly 70 to 80 percent. 85 percent, I think. So a young boy 
won't have any male role model if he doesn't have a father. He won't even have it at school. And and that's all well and good, Bernie. If that happens out of circumstances, nobody can do anything about that. I don't want to see any stigma being attached to being a single parent or a single mum. But when we're doing it intentionally, which is we're do, literally doing it on purpose, some people say, well, that's kind of selfish, isn't it? 43 years of age, and all you're doing is thinking of yourself, the f- your fact that you want a baby. Not what about but the baby? But, I mean, have you met, I have met so many people in their 70s and 80s who, in, in nursing and in teaching and all those aspects of life, who would dearly have loved to have met a person and would have loved to have had a child and never had the opportunity to have one because it didn't happen. And now, today, in this modern society, it is possible, if you really, really dearly want to have a child, you can't meet a partner. And, you know, you think about the conversation you had last night on the, on the, on the radio with that woman who said your man sent a picture of his whatever. His doodah. Like, that's the kind of dating, that's the kind of dating reality that's actually out there today. Do you know, I mean, it is scary to be dating. So I can understand the fear women would have. And if this woman is well-rounded, is well, is well able to provide for a child, surely she, we, we have no right to stop her. I know about, the, you know, um, you're, you're saying about the sperm donations and all that, but surely she would well, she would well investigate herself and she'd have all the best information. And it would her, it wouldn't it be her decision to to have all the information with the father that she's going to take as the. Why didn't she decide at 33 or 35? Why but, did she have to wait? I'm sorry, she's in her parties. There's weird, I mean, it's not, I mean, I, so many people don't actually meet the right person. I mean, we're all lucky maybe that we have met the right people in our lives, but they, not everybody does. There are so many people who don't make the right connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of making children like an accessory. Like I said, it's kind of like going out, oh, I'm going to get myself um, a Persian cat or I'm going to get myself, um, whatchamacallit, um, a bull staff or whatever, like I'm going to get I, myself I a pet. Yeah. Yeah, but she, she's not making, from what you say on the email, she's, this lady is, 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 is willing to, you know, she's done all the right things, she's got a career, she's got money, she's going to provide really well for the child, I'm sure she's going to have males around, like brothers maybe, or father or whatever. She, she's going to give it the best care and love that she can. And, and she'll be an old know, pensioner I'm, when the child is going to college, like that's selfish. Oh, I the messages. Somebody says the father is not always a great role model. My real father and stepfather both were horrible role models. My role models were my grandfather and my cousin's father. Uh, turned out all right, I guess. That goes in from Carton. Carton, yes, I understand. There will always be anecdotal stories, and yours is an anecdotal story, and I'm not demeaning your story, but we're talking about in general. And statistically, and it's quite overwhelming, the statistics, by the way, in relation to children who come from single-parent backgrounds. And that doesn't mean, by the way, a female or a male, just single-parent. That doesn't mean a, a girl, for example, who went out and had a one-night stand and had a baby. It could be the fact that they got divorced or separated and are broken home and they're a single-parent family. But children who come from single-parent families are less likely to do well in life. That's the statistic. And it's, just, it's a factual statistic. You can take offence to it if you want to. It doesn't mean that you're all doing a bad job because some single parents do a better job than parents when there's two parents. That's just anecdotal. But the facts are the facts. So why would we want to do it intentionally? That's the point I think that Anthony's trying to make. Let me just go to John. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Hi, how are you doing? The people, no, the people of Cork are listening. What have you got to say today? Uh, thank you. Uh, it's not all like hosting the prairie like the, the other caller. You often get on there, forget his name again. That it's all happening families. I would be agree with uh, the female caller. Sorry, forget her name. The okay, Bernie there. is the female caller, Anthony is the male caller, yeah. Right, right. And the whole thing is, look, she's 43, right? And I, thought, like, the whole, I agree with what uh, has just been said. The fact is that, look, 
not everyone meets the right person at this at this so-called right age. Now, uh, Anthony said, like, what was she doing not talk to you, right? But she's not in her thirties. No, she's not forties, right? But are you only saying that at a personal experience, John? Because you haven't met the right person. Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of a snap that's coming. No, no, I'm not. I know I'm not trying to be smart, but like, like me, you know, you're getting on in your years, and I know you're not in a relationship right now because you told us before you weren't that you were well, in a relationship. Well, it didn't well, work I've out. Got news here, I am no. Ah, uh, well, well. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't be taking me for granted. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, okay. Well. Okay. But I mean, you know, it took a long time to get to that point. The well, point no, of, I've had many relationships. So I, what I'm saying good. is, you're you, are you using your own experiences of I, you know, I didn't find the right person until now well, I, as not, some I'm sort of base saying, for I'm, your argument. I'm just saying in general that the point is that this woman is no forty-three. So obviously, if she had met the right person, she, this would have happened before. No. But seeing the fact that she didn't meet her life partner, the person who she feels comfortable enough with. To settle down, whether to get married or not, is immaterial, and to have a child, right, the normal conventional way, that hasn't happened. She you know what 43 wants to have the sperm donation thing, and I fully support her because I don't care how a child comes into this world as long as the child is born, because you know how pro life I am. And as a garden, you have to But, John, but John you, you know, you're a man, you're claiming to be a man of morals, right? But yes, what about the child? We, we have to go, I mean, you, you, you argued tooth and nail during the referendum about the child, the child, yep. the child, the child. What about the right of the child to know who the child's father, to know who his father is? What about the right of the right of the child to have a reasonably good life? Well, well, this idea, like, I mean, that everyone is a father is a myth, because if you go back to what we're investigating at the moment, all, all the industrial abuse and the, the modern baby homes, or the, where were the fathers of all those girls that ended up there? They all shagged off the England. Absolutely, yeah. That, yeah. But that's, so, that's, not, mean, that's not a basis for an argument. That's a bad no, thing. Well, well, the thing is, I mean, it just two bad things show, don't make it right. No, but it just goes to show now the point is not everyone has a father that sticks around, right? No, in years to come, when this child is in their twenties, and if he or she goes to this woman, a forty-three, no, right, in years to come, and says. Why wasn't there a father involved? And she explains, and possibly will before they get to that age, right? How the child came into being in the first place, right? All she has to say is, look, I loved you so much that this is why what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a child, and you were my child, right? And that child then will look at his mother, this woman, right, who's now starting that journey, right? And he'd say, she wanted me so much. Isn't this great? Okay, there's no father around. But he has a mother that... You could have just glossed that over there, didn't you? Okay, there's no father around, you're grand. Well, yeah, well yeah, you know, yeah, John, what we what? should do so, John, what we should all do, all men should just get sex bots and be sperm donors and, and women should just get their sperm donations and men just get sex bots and that's it and just So why, why, why bother reproducing at all? Yeah. The, the, the yeah. thing is, like, I mean, that's not going to happen because people meet on different times in their that's life the way and they have their no, and if somebody. Well, I, I, I just, I just think you're I mean, devaluing the whole idea of why you know men and women get together yeah, and have a, have babies. You're making the assumption now, like you that everyone is going to go down that road. I'm not, I'm going. not, I'm not yeah. making it into everybody's going to go down that road. But a lot of people believe that you know, for a 43 year old woman to say, "I'm going to go out and get a sperm donor," um, you know, and that, then she's not really thinking of the child; she's thinking of her own need. Which he must be thinking to the you, you, you and me, Noel, will, and every man listening to this today, right, will never understand the whole maternal thing. Whole woman no, I, know, I agree, I agree with yeah, you. And there's a yearning for it, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. My, my cousin lost, she has six, six, she lost six children, right, six miscarriages, right, and it broke her, like I mean, it mentally broke her and physically broke her. And no man will understand how a woman can feel 
the fact that she never had a child or that she lost children, right? And I fully support this woman. Yeah, I do. I support this woman myself. I, I understand what John is saying, and I understand what you're saying, Ireland and Anthony. However, I do think that she would give this child such a, a good life, and she would be providing well. You know, she's going to give it a I good life. I don't think anyone's doubting that, particularly from the email that her friend says. You know, obviously her friend is a bit of a busybody writing the email to us, but her friend says that she's financially stable and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, somebody mentions there, can Anthony please stop comparing wanting to have a baby with a cat or a dog? Uh, the want to have a baby can be very strong and not everyone can follow uh, the settled down route. I'm sure these women think long and hard before they make that decision. That comes in from Neve. Also, we are all assuming uh, all women want to be in a relationship with a man. That comes in from Neve. Well, yeah, I suppose you could have lesbian couples or you could have women who just don't want to be in relationships. I'm sure there's a lot of men out there who just don't want to be in relationships as well. But then again, they can't have babies. Uh, Luke, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Luke? How's it going, Niall? Uh, Luke, you agree, you think it's okay sperm with this woman who sent the email about her friend who's 43, hasn't met the right man and wants to have a sperm donation? Yeah, to be honest, look, you know, I just, I feel she's coming under a bit of scrutiny there, like, just for the fact of people talking about the, the child's uh, case and all that when the child gets older and having a father and all that. And I just think, you know, for that particular woman anyway, in her case, I reckon, like, you know, it's the case that if she hasn't met the person that she can have a kid with, you know, she's 43, obviously, it's... it's Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably, you know, last chance for... Oh, it is. Get, it's getting close like, to know. the end of the biological clock, so to speak, yes. That's it. Like, you know, and, like, you know what? If, if I reckon, I'm of the opinion that if that woman is prepared to bring a child into the world and wants to bring a child into the world and loves the child unconditionally, that child could very well have a better quality of life than a lot of kids with two parents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People are looking at one end of the spectrum and they're just saying, oh, one kid, and they're looking at statistics and all this. Like, that, that child could have a very good quality of life, like, if that woman loves the child, you know, and cares for the child, etc., etc. I just think, you know, uh, the reason I texted, actually, to be honest, was because the, the, the comment made about, you know, get a pet and all this. Well, that was Anthony, yeah. Get it. He said, if you want an accessory, get a dog or a cat. Yeah, like, I don't think the child cannot be compared to an accessory, in all fairness. Like, I don't think anyone is, is uh, you know, of the delusion that you can get a sperm donor, have a child, and hang the child up on the court like when you come home. I mean, come on, like, an accessory, that's a bit extreme. Um, well, Anthony, you were like, the one who made that comment. Yeah, well, she's 43 years of age. She'll be an old-age pensioner, and the child will be into, or the child will be in its 20s then. But is that fair, like? Well, I'm 25, Anthony, and I have... With no father to be seen or heard of, like... But, but, but like, but, but that child can be reared by that woman, like, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's... Well, just... I'll tell you why I say that, why I said that, because my mother was actually 49 when she had me. She's dead now, but she was 49 when she had me. And, and she what, was... And what age, what age were you when she died? Oh, that was 10 years ago. I was so, in my so, so we, when you were in your older years, i.e. over the age of 18 or 17 or 18, you only remember your woman, your mother as an old woman. Yeah, exactly. OK, well, stay, stay there for a second because I want to go to Breed. Uh, please stay with me, Anthony. Uh, Breed, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Breed? Hi, Niall. How's it going? Uh, um, just in relation to Anthony, my mother was 45 when she had me. I was the youngest of eight. Um, and I don't feel that I was anyway um, neglected by her being of that age. Oh, I didn't um, say be, I was neglected. Yeah, but, I was the youngest but, as well. I wasn't neglected. Yeah, but you were saying that this lady, because she's 43, let's forget about the sperm donor. You were saying because this lady is 43, she's going to be an old-age pensioner um, by the time the child has grown up. Well, one thing for certain, with the way the age is going up, she won't be an old-age pensioner because we'll all be working to her 70. But that's not the point. The point <laughs> that's is, true too, the, yeah. the, the point is she will be well able. And just like you and I have both been from an elderly mother, 
I don't think that we suffered in any way, shape or form. And if anything, we learned because they were more adept to the environment, uh, to the world. They were more mature as a person. And I think... I, I'm, I'm wondering, Breed, can I ask you a question, Breed? Yeah. Breed? I mean, we're looking at a, a cultural shift uh, over the last 10 years, particularly where obviously women are more so in careers now than they would have been 20 or 30 years ago. So we're seeing women delaying the process of having children, putting it off for, you Correct. know, an extra 10 Correct. years. Yeah. And the average age of a woman having her first child is going up rapidly, okay? Uh, and women are delaying it some into their late 30s. Is yeah. that a good thing for society? Um, not necessarily for society. I, I agree with you, but because equal rights and both people need to work and women mm-hmm. are more so out in the workplace now, that's just unfortunate what has happened. And it's a shift in the way that things work. And, you know, it might shift again in another 100 years, but that's the way it is at the moment. So we can only deal with what we have at the moment. But Brian, isn't myself, that a load of crap, like, about this <laughs> equal <laughs> rights and about... Uh, the well, equal rights is a load of crap, Anthony, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about both couples, the couple, both of them working. And what Anthony, happens is mostly Anthony, one of their wages pays for childcare. So what's the Anthony, point of both I'm of them a, working? I'm, I'm, I'm after having a child through sperm donation. I work. I work full time. I'm a manager. Um, I've got quite a stressful job. Um, but my child, absolutely... And I'll go back to this about statistics. I'm all about statistics. My job is all about statistics. So I agree with statistics. And what Niall brought up about children who are raised by one parent statistically uh, do worse than... Don't fare off as well in life, yes. Right, right, fair enough. But your statistics are gathered gathered by the majority, which is um, because of the children who've been raised by one parent due to circumstances, not due to choice. Absolutely. So therefore, the statistics you are choosing aren't correct in the in the way that they could would be. Would you not? Uh, oh, Breed, I'm, 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 don't take this personally, but would you not accept that a child fares off or should should fare off better if they had two loving parents? Now, I'm not talking about two dysfunctional parents, right? But because obviously there's people out there listening, oh, my mother and father were alcoholics and were the worst parents ever. But if they have two, if you have a male and a female role model, if we want to be very traditional about it, do you not think a child has a better chance in life in some way? And I'm not making it personal against you. I no, know you had a job. And, I, and I know you're not, but yes. But like that's like saying that don't you have a better chance in life if you had stayed with your wife and raised your children and not separated and, and just... But what, I, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is what we're trying to do is, and we've become a very liberal world, of course, where kind of anything kind of goes nowadays. Are we not becoming so liberal that we're normalising things that we would have frowned upon many, many years ago? When I say yes. normalising something that's not good for a child... You know, I, I'm but, sure you have a good career, you're a manager, you're financially stable, you know, but I mean, that's fine for you in your circumstance. But there's another woman listening today, maybe who's not in your circumstance, who's not financially stable, who probably isn't the best parent in the world, and she'll go and do exactly what you did. And, and if she does, I will say one thing. If she does genuinely go out and do what I did, I know for a fact that by going out doing what I did with a sperm donation and a bank, that I had to make a very conscious decision. I tell my son, I had to go for counselling to make sure that I was of the right mind frame to go and get it done, which I thought was very good. Um, I have to tell my son every night going to bed how much I wanted him, how much his daddy gave me seeds so I could grow him. And, and do, you, do you know who is, I'm just curious. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. No, so, I know. I know from. I know from a medical, I know from a, a database, basically. I know... Do you know anything about the father at all? I mean, are you entitled to any information? Do, do you know how tall he is? What colour his hair is? Colour hair, all those statistics. It's all statistics. But you, don't, but you don't know who he is? No, I don't know who he is. And he's not from this country. Oh, I think that's shocking. I really think that's shocking. 
But sure, Anthony, when I was 18 or 19, imagine if I was sleeping around and didn't know who I got pregnant by. This was a conscious decision that I do, and I know for a fact. But that's that not right. But that's not either. I'm not judging okay. you personally, but I just think it, it's shocking, really. It's just, I, I just, I can't get my head around it at all. Like, I don't know. See, why I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not completely agreeing with Anthony Reid, but I, you know, as a, I, I was a child born in a mother and baby home. Uh, yes. And I've, I know who my mother is, my biological mother is, but she would never tell me who my father is. I have a fair idea that he might have been a priest up in Bloomsbury or somewhere, but I don't know who he is, right? And right. for somebody of my age even, I constantly, now I'm not saying I go every single, wake up every yeah, single but morning. but you only morning. found your mother later in life, Niall. So it was always, you've always had this want inside you. You've always overanalyzed that want. So when you found your mother, it, 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 it kind of, it helped you a little bit, but you still had a more want. Whereas my child is not ever going to have a want because from an age of where he could but how do you know? English. But how would you know when he gets to 17 or 18 that he just might want to know? I'd love to know who my father was. I'd love to know. It's a, it's a kind of weird, and I can't explain that feeling to you, Breed, because obviously you're, you're not in that position, so you don't understand it. And, I, and I'm not being smart about it, but it's, it's difficult to explain that feeling of just, I don't care about him. I don't want to go and meet him really or have a pint with him or anything like that in particular. I just want to know who he is. I just want to know, know where I came from. Yeah, and I, do you know what it's like? It's like watching a movie and uh, stopping halfway through and not seeing the end of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> a strange analogy. Uh, Breed, <laughs> is, is it an expensive process? Yes, it is. It didn't work for me straight away, so it took me three years. And did you get it professionally done or did you do DIY? Oh, I did. Yeah, no, no, no. Because no, you can, I know you can do DIY as well, you know, people do. Yeah, but at least this way you're known that like all diseases and that it's done properly and I was on injections and, you know, it's all done. It's, it's, all, it's all above board. And I'm sorry and to be flippant about it, but how much does sperm cost? Is it expensive? It, Are we? Yes, it can be expensive. Again, it's it's you choose because it goes on the. Um, there's different ways of measuring it. So some swim faster than others, and some have a higher percentage than others. And basically, you judge it according to. So if a woman's fertility is a certain rate, you would obviously need to get higher sperm because she mightn't be as fertile. So that both will connect. And, and is, have is there sense. grades to the sperm? There's Are grades? You, yes, no, yes, I mean when yes. I say grades, you know, in relation to who it came from. So. Like, like the, the guy that it came from might have a university degree or or, or the guy no, that, you choose, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying that, you choose that according to the database he's athletic so you, or whatever yeah if you want someone that's six foot two that has education that has done a third uh, level degree that has no heart disease in the family because maybe you have heart disease you're able to go through the database and, and you get, get a, and you get a reduced rate down for somebody who's five foot one and a waster I mean I'm, I'm just, so, yeah, so yeah. you pay more you basically pay more for the better class of person it came from I suppose not necessarily no you don't pay more according to the class because then that's opinionated about what you consider high class and low class I paid more according to the grade of the sperm so okay. that goes on well, the Bree, can I ask you a question the, if you don't mind yeah and I don't want to be too personal now but your child, I, I don't want to know whether it's a boy or a girl or whatever. That's your own business, and I don't want to be too personal. But You're can fine. your child source their father? No. Yeah, you see, that's the thing that I'd have a problem with. And and that's why. why and not? I, you know what? And I, and I, I know they want to change. They're trying to. There's no legislation would, in this country at the moment at all. I would say to you, my child is five. I, I, I can genuinely, my hand on my heart, say this to you. In 15 years' time, touch base with the Nile Bonin Show. I'll touch base. You meet my 20-year-old child, and I, I can categorically tell you that he will be the most well-rounded, 
I'm no, I'm no doubt, Breed. I've no and, doubt. And and but maybe, and I'm no doubt he will be well rounded and hopefully a great education and a wonderful per- person, a human being. But in saying that, maybe he might want to know who his father is. That that's and, all. That's all Anthony's saying. That maybe there should be legislation whereby, similar to adoption, that you know the the the, the parent, the adoptive parent, be it in Russia or whatever country the parent you know chooses to adopt from, um, doesn't have the right to come over and take the baby back or anything like that. But that if the child wants to know and really has that need to know in, you know, 15 years' time, that at least that information can be available. You might have to go to court to get it, whatever, but at least it can be available. Okay, I, I, can, I can see your point of view, but if you're using, just going forward with any kind of topic like this, if you're using statistics, the statistics are not coming from the generation of the people that you're talking about. You're talking about statistics from children who have come from either dysfunctional or circumstances that have led them to being raised by one parent, not mm. as a choice. So, therefore, your statistics cannot be used for the argument that you're making. Uh, let me go to Paula. Paula, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paula? I agree with that other lady. I'm not sure what her name was. About Breed. Statistics. Yeah. Breed. Definitely the statistics that you're quoting aren't relevant in this situation. Well, the, well they are relevant. They may not be relevant in, you know, in, in your situation. mind in this situation. Well, why, well, why are they I'd not relevant? I'd love to know what statistics for women who have babies in their 30s and upwards how their children turn out. Because I know quite a few who have done it on their own. Mm. And You you had a baby on your own at 39? Yes, at 39. And you're now, you're now 53 years of age? Correct. All right, so what was that experience? For, and why, why did you go down that route? I mean, was it just at 39, you hadn't met the right person, you decided, I want to have a baby? No, it was, it was a surprise. It was a surprise? I didn't do it on purpose. Well, you did do it on purpose. You obviously slept with well, somebody. Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah. But... Yes, it was still a surprise. Right, okay. So it was a one-night stand, is what you're trying to say. But no, I was in a relationship, but... Oh, well, then you were in a relationship, time, okay. Well, right. I, by the time I found out I was pregnant, I wasn't. I was on my oh, own. Right, okay. So I okay, well, that's a circumstance. That's a circumstance. Because that relationship could have lasted. So, that yeah, yes. so, so it wasn't a decision to have a baby on your own. No, but no. I did have it on my own. I know, yeah. Well, a lot of people have done that. that you know, that's just a circumstance. It was just, you were the victim of a circumstance, and the circumstance was that your relationship didn't last, unfortunately, in that particular well, situation. I wouldn't call myself a victim. Well, I think I was very lucky. And I, any person who would come to me and say, was it hard to do it on your own? Would you recommend it? I absolutely would for any woman out there who would like why, to... Why would we recommend... Well, hang on. Why would we recommend that children... Uh, are going forward to recommend to people that children are fatherless. Why would you, why would you do that? No, I didn't say that I, I'm recommending that if women want to have children, it's their right. It's a natural thing. To without a father. A child. Without a father. With or without. Why would, why would we want to recommend that going forward in society? Because That's not a good record. I mean, I'm not having a go. Life. I'm not, Paula, I'm not having a go at you. I'm sure your child is a very well-rounded child. I'm sure you're a wonderful mother, the same as Breed. But why would we recommend that going forward, it's a better idea? It's great. Sure, wonderful. Go off, go off and have a child right. on your own. There's nobody saying it's a better idea. But if you're in a position that you're on your own and happy to be on your own, but you want to have children, why not have children? I just well, somebody else texted him. By the way, says Niall, in relation to these sperm donations that are anonymous with no legislation in this country, is it a case that in thirty years' time, just like mother and baby homes, it's going to be a huge inquiry as to why we didn't legislate to allow children to know who their fathers were? I'm wondering, Paula. By the way, does your child know who the father is? 
Yes, his father isn't interested in being in his life. Okay, so. okay well, that's but fair enough. He knows he has met him um, because he did want to meet him. But at least so he does know for who he is and... So, that, so that's entirely up to up to your child if they ever want to bond or have a relationship. But stay there because Seamus, just very quickly, every 40 seconds. Seamus, go ahead. How are you doing, Noel? You disagree uh, with the whole idea. I, I do. And uh, I'm relatively speaking a young man and I am the son of a woman who was adopted herself years ago. And I think, and having watched her experience throughout the years, finding her mother and so on and so forth, like... I think this normalisation of everything in general is bringing down the standards in general of society itself. Where do people think, where do they think it will all go when you have X thousands of, uh, X number of um, fathers who have unknown children? Or, well, Paula uh, says she recommends to any woman out there who wants to have a child in her own to go ahead and do it. No, I think, you know, this uh, I'm probably isn't the wrong language here, Noel, but however, this country went on a ch- uh, children's rights bandwagon for about 15, 20 years or whatever since the Child Act of 2001, right? And then only most recently, it went on another bandwagon, and I'm not homophobic, they went on another bandwagon to uh, uh, endorse uh, uh, gay parents' uh, rights. Adoption. Uh, gay, gay, gay rights to, to adoption. And, all, yeah. so and adoption. The net effect of that is, and studies have actually shown it, that uh, there are companies uh, operate throughout other parts of the world, much bigger than themselves, like in the USA, who basically, uh, they endorse basically transactional adoptions. Where does that leave society in the long run when you have uh, like thousands of children who grow up? And there are studies to show it that they have all sorts of psychological effects mm. later on in life when they okay, do well, not know who their father is. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.